fun feeling in the morning. Hey guys, thank you for downloading today's podcast. You'll notice uh, Abby is absent. Mm-hmm. She's um, a bit down in the dumps, a bit sick. Oh, I was going to say she's sad, is she? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, she's not feeling very well. She's lost her voice. Do you have the mumps? I don't think so. Because mm. That's one of those ones that's kind of gone, isn't it? I yeah. I don't get the mumps anymore. I've ha- I had chicken pox. No, I had chicken pox. They, va- they vaccinate for that now, but, mm. you know, I was that classic kid, chicken pox party, go yeah. to your cousins and catch them. I had measles. I think I had measles. Mm. I had meningitis. Haven't had it. No, that'll kill you. You got the bingo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had um, ringworm, is it? Uh-huh. Is that the one where you get little, like, the little circles on your skin? Mm-hmm. I've had scabies. Scabies? Yeah, I got them from a hotel. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That was a bit gross. I had mm-hmm. to put all this, like, lotion over me. I have psoriasis. Uh, oh, that's the skin? Mm. Mm. Uh, Leanne Rhymes just came out this week. She posted a nude photo of herself. She's got it all over herself, and no one actually knew she hit it for years. I've had scabies. Dad's had psoriasis. Ladies, form one orderly line, please. Especially for the affected area that gets psoriasis, <laughs> which is completely unfortunate. But really? Is that where you get it? Yeah, and you know what? The hardest thing for I haven't had an outbreak in years. It's mainly stress and stuff that bring it on. Um, one of the um, treatments for it is direct sunlight. So I had. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no word really? of vitamin D. Uh, so no word of a lie. I had for a while. I had a, a um, letter from the doctor in case someone complained of me being outside um, in my yard naked, saying, "Excuse me, sir, you shouldn't be doing that here in New Farm Park. Uh, can I, you please? I think I can. I've got, I, a, I've got a doctor's certificate. Stab at school pickup. I've got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you do? just lay in your backyard with your mm. shalong around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not a fun time. I'm going to need to see that letter. I want to see the signature. I want to see I'm the handwriting. I'm so glad you went with letter. Uh, no, I want to see the handwriting. <laughs> well, it's a doctor's handwriting. No one could read it. <laughs> All right, here is today's podcast. Did you ever get a doctor on the show to double check that? That I had psoriasis? No, that, that was the... No, that's 100% yeah. a cure. Mm. I mean, now you can just take vitamin D tablets, but it's like if you can get it out in sunlight, it'll be helpful. Mm. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Einstein, Stephen Hawking. It's been some great minds throughout time. And you've been added to that list, Matty, because you're just so smart. And what I love about it is you impart your wisdom on everybody else in Brisbane. Every week, I tell you all the things I've learned with this weekly wrap up. Getting to know you. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, every Tuesday, Scotty Too Hottie, Abby's husband, joins us on the show. Oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. And it surprises me just how much he's happy to discuss his side chick. Well, Bunnings is his second home. Down the aisles, he likes to roam, buying things useful, handy and bendy. Then he goes and flirts with Wendy. It's time to head to <laughs> Abby's house and Scotty Too Hottie for Tradie Chat Tuesday. Hey, <laughs> Stabby, don't let that cat out of the bag. How you know? old is Wendy at Bunnings there, who you flirt with? Oh, she'd be... You know, like 50. He talks about her a lot. We always flirt a lot, so she said, oh, if I was a couple of years younger, you know, I said, yes, that's true, Wendy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How many years have you been flirting with Wendy for? Oh, on and off for about, you know, four years. Wow. What do you mean on and off? What, did you have a breakup in between? <laughs> yeah, we had a breakup. Yeah, you know, new love's like. <laughs> rest sometimes. God. So this week, we thought it was time for Abby to... To finally meet the other woman. I was 
prices are just the beginning. Good morning. Wendy. Hey, darling. Yeah, good morning. Oh, no, sweetheart. <laughs> God. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a few days. I've been missing you. Oh, my God, so have I. What's going on? <laughs> okay, this was supposed to be a joke, you two, but I think there's oh, no. obviously something going on. It's nice to hear your voice, Wendy. I hear a lot about you. <laughs> Thank you. Does he ever talk about me? No. No, okay. no, no, no. I learned Wendy isn't the 50-year-old we all pictured in our minds. She's a bit of a minx. Have you not ever met Wendy? Because you go to Bunnings with him sometimes. No, I not... don't go to Bunnings. No, no. No, no last time she went, I was hiding under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> the wife's here, Wendy. Hi. Yes. So yeah, what is it about Scotty, like, Wendy? He's handsome, he's cheeky, he's got a little sparkle in his eye when he comes in. Hey, Abby, <laughs> can you tell us what it is about Scotty for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. He's a bit, you're a bit older. You don't sound very old, Wendy. You sound like a so sexy 35-year-old to me, though, Wendy. I'm close to that, yeah. What do you want? Cheap timber? What's going on? Uh, okay. Oh, you guys are fun, No, we hey? are not hanging this call up. I'm enjoying this way too much. God, this week you could not get away from it. Did you know there was a US election on? They know until every vote is counted. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. It's the first time both candidates were aged in their 70s and it got us wondering, is that too old to run a country? Joe Biden, of course, is running up against Donald Trump. He's 77, isn't he? I just think that comes with so much wisdom because my nana is 98. That's a good point. And she is the smartest person mm. I know. And she's quick-witted as well. And But I always think that she comes with that experience, so her hindsight's amazing. But it's a 24-7 job, and I just don't know that it's 77 yeah, he'll, he'll years old. he'll get buried old. after his first term, maybe, or and his second term. Now, we could discuss it all we wanted, or we could ask some golden Hey, Kay. Hi, good morning. How are you all? You're in your 80s, Kay? No, I'm 76. 76? Oh, sorry. Almost by today. Do you feel like you'd be up to running a country? Um, No, I can run a Lions Club and I can run my family. (laughs) Kay, in saying that, did you feel like you were ready to run a country in your 40s? In my 40s, I think I could have, yeah. Yeah. There we go, yeah. And I learned they all seem to agree. Hi, Marjorie. I'm not saying that he's decrepit, but I do believe a younger man would be. All woman, all woman. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Marguerite that we just spoke to was 81. Yeah. Do you think that she sounded sprightly, Max? Yes. She's 81. No, she sounds sounds good. Yeah, she does sound good. Do you want us to hook his up? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm very happily married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. were the Queenslanders on Wednesday night. Queensland, an 18 points to 14 win. Legend of the game, Billy Slater, joined us for a chat and I learned just how much he's enjoying retirement. Yeah, good morning, guys. There's not a whole heap of times that I do um, regret retiring, but uh, Origin, Grand Final and Origin are, are usually the, the one. You're loving life these days, Billy. On your Instagram, you're always like, here I am on another horse. I'm waiting for you to recreate the old Spice ad shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I also learned how Billy met his beautiful wife. Grew up riding horses and met my wife at Pony Club. Oh, um, so yeah. <laughs> Abby's entered the conversation. I'm sorry, but that's really beautiful. You met a pony. 
clue? Yeah. And didn't Abby love the story? You've like, got a you... nice horse, and you've got a nice horse, Billy. <laughs> Why are our voices like that? I don't know, because it's romantic. It's like pony yeah, club, you know what I mean? Oh, like the pony club, and you're all like... No, I reckon it was this. Howdy, partner. <laughs> oh, God. Let's recreate it, Billy. Um, Abby, you can, play the, you can play his wife. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've got Origin on tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I've learned this week, and you can catch up on everything by asking your device or smart speaker to play the Stab Abby and Matt podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Saru, our beautiful boy. I had another family, a mother, a brother. I can still see their faces. I need you, Saru. We're about to speak to an amazing lady. Her name is Sue Brearley. She's got a book. It's Lioness. Uh, well, you know her from the movie um, Lion, which is absolutely amazing. Oscar-nominated Hollywood movie. It was back in 2017. But you have to mm-hmm. do both because that movie is the most extraordinary thing. And then to know that it is a true story. Mm. It centres around a young boy who was adopted and his adopted mother is Sue Brearley. She joins us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. First up, I think we have to ask, have you asked if Nicole is up for the sequel? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicole Kidman plays you in the movie, um, which is extraordinary, but you, you became close to her during that moment. Well, she made the effort to get close to me so she could do my role justice, mm. and she did. If anyone hasn't known the story of Lion, it is about a, a Australian family who yourself who does adopt um, two children, and then their search. Well, one of their searches for their biological parents, and eventually she, he does find out his mother, and it goes back through the story. What was it like when you found out? Because we've seen a little bit of that movie that he wanted to search for his biological parents. Well, first of all, I didn't know he wanted to. Mm or that he had actually spent years doing this search. The first I heard of it was when he said, I think I found my home, which was fabulous news, of course, and just opened another dimension in his life, which by rights is his. I couldn't claim the total of his life. Mm-hmm. He, he was from India. Um, yes. So when you met his biological mother, I imagine, you know, you're you're his mum, you've raised him, and then to lock eyes with the woman who gave birth to him, that must have been just an incredible moment. It was a blessing, mm. truly a blessing, because I could um, show my respect to her and show actively and visually what her boy had become. I was very proud. What kinds of things did you talk about? Did she have lots of questions about him growing up as a young man? Well, she she really had this huge gap, but a lovely friend of mine had come up with an idea of putting together a, a photo book. Mm. So I put that all together and showed that to her, and her response to that was just astounding because I had to use a translator to say what was going on at each point. But it visually showed her the process of Saru growing up in Australia well, you, you do have um, two children that you adopted and in the movie it does show the fact that um, one of them found it really hard. And my, my cousin um, is adopted from Thailand and it did go through a point where she really find it, found it hard not knowing, I guess, where her family is. And it's always this um, perception that someone that's come over has instantly got a family and they're loved. And mm. But there is that sort of, I guess, unknown. Why was it, I Certainly. guess, yeah, different with your, your two sons? 
it was different because of their origins. Mm. Yeah. What happened to my second son, which never should have occurred, coloured his life forever. And that's why I'm an advocate of good family. You know, not everyone is up to the job. Mm. And it really is a huge commitment. It's a whole human life. And I'm very mindful of that. I'm an advocate of considered parenting. Now, um, the film also it premiered over in, in the US and there would have been a lot of famous people there, which would have been, a, I guess, a big eye-opener for you. I heard even Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were there. No, um, Bill was there with um, others, but not his wife. Oh, okay. You make Monica. it sound like met, a sinister suit. He was <laughs> there with Monica. someone else. <laughs> <laughs> He was there with his best mate, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, wow. Okay. So Harvey oh, Weinstein was at the premiere with you? Of course, because he put up he, the money. Yeah, it's a production. He wanted Lion made. And oh. without him, Lion may not have even happened. Well, that's a strange so thing for you to... You know, I, to be quite honest, Harvey treated our family with absolute respect and commitment and looked after us in the US, fated us, we had a lovely time and were treated with really due reverence. Mm. He was committed to the project, it happened, and I think it's a good thing that the film was made. How do you feel it? Yeah, we're so glad that the story was told, but it's hard for you, I guess, to read all the headlines when your experience has been somewhat different. Yes, well, I do talk about that further in my book Um, you know it's we really I'm not one to cast stones and I'm not one to preach hate and revenge Mm. and you know I just don't think that's going to get us anywhere in our world well all you can go on Sue is the experience that you had um with him exactly you know you're so you, right you can't I mean, you're not doubting what others are saying but just in your experience he was kind to you yes and he was sitting behind us very overcome with his friend bill mm. at that premiere which was a, just a incredible time in our lives as a family what was bill clinton like cheery mm. actually i found him quite pleasant mm. you know as I say, I'm not one to cast stones. I just, we're all living our life in our own way, hopefully the best way we can. Well, Sue, you are an amazing human being and it, what a story Ooh. it is that you've got to, to share. And um, it's a great book everyone has to get involved with, Lioness. Um, go and get it online and any bookstores. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks for having me. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It ain't over till every vote is counted. Every ballot is counted. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Yeah, this US election, um, it's going to be on your screens and on your radios for a, for a couple of days yet. They're still unable um, to decide who has won it. Now, I'm not 100% sure what's going on with it. Okay. All right, so basically um, they're still counting a few key states that uh, if uh, Trump does win, doesn't look like he's going to, but if he does, he stands a chance. Biden has already declared they've won, uh, and Trump has launched a few lawsuits against the states wanting a recount of some of the ballots. Right. So he's he's stamping his feet and saying he's not going to go. Right, so Mm -hmm. essentially what he's 
doing is saying recount, so it's only mm. prolonging the result, yeah. really. Yeah. We are going to speak to some American citizens uh, a little later in the show, but we thought... Let's speak to someone who is Switzerland over there. She is a Brisbane girl. She works on a radio station over there uh, in Florida. Um, it's Big 105.9. We thought we'd speak to her to get the vibe um, from someone who didn't have to vote. Good morning, Amelia. Hey, how you guys going? As you know, being from Brisbane, there is so much coverage of that election over there in America here. Um, and we asked if you could get some of your uh, colleagues uh, on to give their opinion. But you said everyone's too embarrassed to speak to us. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit odd, this particular election, because everyone's so divided. You know, people who are what they call on the Trump train um, are really, really going for it with him. Um those people can be difficult to talk to sometimes because of their heavy opinion. Um, people who are Democrats on the on the Biden side, I think personally, some of those people feel a little bit embarrassed about the election. And like on a day to day basis, though, because the other thing we're getting is you know people are boarding up their shop windows in case there's riots. People are buying guns like they've never bought guns before. But if you just go to the shops or just walking around, is it just normal days, or is there a feeling of something going down in the air? Well, honestly, it's not normal. We're also wearing face masks mm. here. There is no normal. Um, but part of the new normal, I guess, is um, a feeling of uncertainty and a little bit of um, anxiousness. I've noticed a change in my roommate. She's um, she's an American voter, and she's not been eating really all that much. Yeah. She's been talking about the election a lot. Um, it will change our daily lives here quite a fair bit. Do you have people in your workplace who are very pro-Trump? And then do you have people who are Biden? And, and is, are they arguing between each other? Absolutely. Even mm. just having Zoom meetings this morning um, with more than one person in the Zoom meeting, it's difficult because even people who are Democrats have very heavy opinions on this and they're not afraid, especially Americans, they're not afraid to say what they think. Loud and proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then on the radio, like here in Australia, you know, we're like during an election, you, you do give a bit of your opinion, but you generally, Australians will... Keep it to themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, we yeah. always say, you know, don't discuss religion, politics. Yeah. And you if know. someone doesn't, if someone's voting the other way than you, then you, you acknowledge it, but it wouldn't cause any rifts or anything. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but in America, are, are you thinking that, like, this could destroy a workplace. This could destroy or a marriage a, or relationships. friendships, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know some people who don't talk to their neighbours because they're not of the same opinion. Mm. I think that um, generally in, in conversation, not on the radio, I think people are more happy to ex express how they feel. But when it comes to on the radio, we certainly uh, would not want to make any enemies. We, we don't yeah. uh, take a stance. Not like the news outlets where they have a clear agenda here mm. in the state which I find amazing that they can do. Um, it's not like that on the radio, no. We wouldn't push any agenda. The other um, issue you've got, and ongoing, and we feel for you guys because um, we're, we're very, very lucky here, but the COVID situation, like you've been working from home since forever. Um, you've still got all that going on. And yesterday they recorded over 100,000 um, new cases, which was a first for them. Is there a feeling amongst the public that that's been forgotten in all the election? I think the feeling is, and this is what some people say, I don't know if I agree with it or not, but some people are saying that once the election's over, that that will determine what happens. So they're saying if, if the Republican side gets in, that there'll be a lot less restriction on the masks and it may seem like it's going away magically. Mm. Um, as President Trump has said, he has said that it can go away magically, COVID. <laughs> um, but then the Democratic, uh, if the Democratic side end up getting in, uh, some people are worried that all our borders will close again and even higher restrictions will be enforced. 
It's a fun um, so time, right isn't it? Now, it's, a, it's a fun time. It's very ambiguous. We're in the cone of uncertainty here in Florida right now when it comes to hurricanes and our immediate future. So Trump got in in Florida, though, didn't he? Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Florida is a red state. Always has been. Do people you know, uh, like your friends in that, try and, and, and get you to have an opinion on the election, even though you don't have to vote? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you just pick whatever, whoever you're with at the time and just go, yeah, sure. <laughs> No, I just think that it's so different. They have the the two sides here in America, in my opinion, when it comes to politics, and I'm no expert, but it just seems that they're so insanely divided. I think in Australia, no matter what side you're on, there's still some things that are quite similar. You know, it's funny, Americans, because I love their passion, but I am very scared for them that this could make or break that country. And it really is, being the biggest, I guess, country in the Western world, mm. that they're kind of in the centre and we're kind of all connected to them. So mm. um, I don't want to be fear-mongering, but I, I think we all need to realise whatever happens there is going to highly affect oh, us here in Australia at the mm. same time. Yeah, There will be right, no matter which way it goes. They've, uh, they've put apparently non-climbable fencing up near the White House. They're expecting... Um, they've, you know, upped the security there. And I think some people are actually a little bit worried that if President Trump is voted out, that he won't leave the White House quietly. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if the fencing is to keep people out or keep him in. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they do a house inspection. You know, if when he does leave... I like, don't think he'll get his bond back. Yeah, you know, like the real estate comes in. Like, does he... Do you know if he has to give it a proper clean, you know? Show the receipts to show he got the carpets done? Get the blue tack off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Amelia, you're a brizzy girl living over there in Florida. Um, and if anyone's ever in South Florida, make sure um, they do crank on the radio and listen to your classic rock, Big 105.9. So great to talk to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Dave and Matt. Have a good day. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Luke, I think you have food allergies. One in 13 children have a food allergy. Are you allergic to anything? No. I get my... No, but when I eat uh, crab or shellfish, my mouth tingles. I think that that would be considered a mild allergy. Mm. Um, I'm allergic to grass, dust mites. Oh, yeah, you're an allergy boy. You almost need to live in a bubble. Heaps of stuff. Yeah, I had immunity injections for about six years mm. when I was a kid. Um, they say you do kind of grow out of it as well. But no food allergies, mm. thankfully, um, which means Siobhan, our executive producer, can never kill me. Well, that way. <laughs> There's plenty of ways. Yeah. Not like, through your plate. We've obviously thought of them. Just once or twice. <laughs> I can even tell you the days. <laughs> um, so you were telling us a story of how you nearly gave, well, you pretty much... Yeah, I poisoned one of poisoned my friends, friends last week. <laughs> Accidentally, though. So one of my friends is going through a crazy diet at the moment to try and control a skin condition she has. Mm-hmm. And she cannot eat anything. Like, everything has been taken out. And I was like, no, that's okay. I'll take it on as a challenge. Come over for dinner. I'll cook you some Sanchoy Bao. So mince and lettuce cups, very easy. But I had to take all the good stuff out of it, all mm. the soy sauce, the lime juice, peanuts, everything had to go. Okay, so, so you didn't have sanctuary, but you had mince and lettuce. Pretty yeah, much, true. pretty much. But so she, it's an elimination It's a, an diet? elimination diet. They call it the FODMAP diet. So she's basically had to cut everything out of her diet and slowly introduce it back in to see what's causing her skin condition yeah, to flare right, up. Right. So you just try like one new thing a day and see if you get itchy. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So made the sanctuary bow and she was like, that was amazing like thanks for going to the effort i was like no worries 
And then last week she was coming over and she said, oh, you know, we could have that Centroy bow again. I was like, absolutely. If you're hungry, I'll make it. So I'm making it and put it in front of her and she's eating it. She's like, this is phenomenal. I don't know what you did this week that you didn't do last week, but it's just, it's so much better. Like the juices are so much better. And then I realized I just made it on rote and put in everything that she is allergic to. It was chock full of soy, peanuts, fish oil, lime juice, everything. That's why it was good. You actually made it. What did she say when you told her? I didn't. What? So I let her eat it because she was enjoying it. She hasn't enjoyed food in ages. So I was like, oh, look, it's done now. Let her go. Yeah, let her have her last meal. This is is amazing. I don't know what your thumbs are, but then my tongue's swelling up and I can't breathe anymore. But it's so delicious. I mean, she was okay and it's, it's it's a skin that flares up, but then a couple of days later, she rang me just the other day, and she was like, oh, look, I've, I've had a bit of a flare-up, so I'm not going to come out. Like, I don't know, my skin's just really bad. And did I was like, I did then? that. No, but maybe if she's listening now, she knows. I couldn't tell her. She can't call from the hospital. Well, she might have to start again, because she doesn't know. She'll have, what... yeah. Because there was everything in it. Everything that she'd eliminated went into that one meal. So, oh, sorry. It does happen. You know, you're not allowed to send anything peanut to school. No. Like, even if it says may, may contain. contain. Mm. Yeah. And it, it, it seems to be a bit of a generation thing. Oh, and maybe just kids popped off more regularly back then. But we mm. never had that sort of thing where, you know, it seems to have no. come into the world. I, I've heard of people, like, feeding their babies nuts out the front of an emergency, like, in the emergency car yeah, park. I had a friend that did that. Scared yeah. yeah. Um, but 131060, we want to ask this morning, and you can remain anonymous, have you ever caused someone to have an allergic reaction? You, uh, you know, there could be things of... I've heard stories of when people have eaten something and then kissed Kiss someone. Them. Yeah. Yes, or accidentally left something on a spoon. Yeah, I think even cooking in fry pans yep. can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> or you could just give them all the ingredients and yeah. hope for the best. <laughs> Let's not do that again, <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm never eating anything she's ever made again. <laughs> well, you're not... That would... Help me. I'm, <laughs> I'm allergic to arsenic. So. Uh, yeah, but you can't taste it. No, that's the good thing. Uh, Glory's on. You cause someone's allergic reaction? Not so much an allergic reaction, but I have um, a good friend who is vegan, and she has been vegan for four years. Um, and then she asked me to buy her some uh, spring rolls, and I said, yeah, all good. I'll get you some veggie spring rolls. I got her some spring rolls, and she ate all three of them, and it turned out that they were chicken spring rolls. <laughs> Did she love him? She she was like, something tastes really different. And then she ended up feeling sick. Yeah. And we found out why. <laughs> did she freak out? Um, She kind of did. But she was like, no, it's okay. Because I felt really bad. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. But she's like, no, you know what? It's all right. It's all right. But I, I could tell by her face that mm. she was just feeling really yucky. <laughs> she, she ran out and adopted three chickens to make up for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Good on you. Thanks for calling. Amanda from North Lakes, have you caused someone's allergic reaction? I have. I poisoned my 12-year-old. What? Uh, is she okay first off? She's okay now. Okay, but, right. um, Yeah, well, I, if my intentions were really good. I was trying to fight all the colds and flus that come out at wintertime. Mm-hmm. So I put a whole bunch of garlic in, not one clove, but a whole bunch of garlic into a pasta sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, needless to say, found out that she was allergic to garlic and she was throwing up for the next six hours. Right. And did you not know that she was allergic to it? 
No, no, because I haven't normally put that much garlic in, but I didn't mm. know that she was allergic and, uh, yeah, made her violently ill. Is <laughs> it um, just garlic or steaks to the heart and silver bullets as well? Or... <laughs> it's a vampire, vampire reference. reference there, yeah. Go watch Twilight, you'll get it. <laughs> Morgan in Murray, have you ever caused someone to have an allergic reaction? Yeah, partner at the time, sister lent us her car for a week while she went in a state and we uh, dropped it to the airport. In that week, we buzzed around in her little car and went and got sushi and had seafood and had a great time, forgetting that she's um, heavily allergic to seafood. So without uh, washing our hands and whatnot, jumped in the car, touching the steering wheel, playing with the stereo. She came and picked the car up a week later, and before she could even get home, she's roadside having a severe allergic reaction. Wow. So your fish fingers caused her to... Wow. Yeah, transfer contact on the steering wheel. Wow. I presume in a bit of a bubble in the car. It didn't really get used all that much that week. So it probably all got bottled up a little bit. But, mm. yeah, the uh, microbiology and whatnot of the seafood, yeah, got it pretty hard before she could even get home. I almost did it to Kat because Kat, insanely, is um, allergic to aloe vera. Like, who's allergic to It's one of the most neutral... Aloe vera is what usually soothes the allergic reaction. Exactly. And it's in a lot of tissues and it's in a lot of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. She caught it before she used it, though. Oh, Uh, right. Yeah. Stav, what's happening here? (laughs) Uh, Cara, Manly West, we're asking if you've ever caused someone's allergic reaction. Hi. How are you going? Sorry. So I'm allergic to eggs, all nuts, and kiwi fruit. So I'm a little bit of a little bit of an oddball. And I went to my dad's house, and he gave me spaghetti that had pesto in it, which is pine nuts. And I had an anaphylactic shock before. Oh, wow! Did he need to stab you with an epipen? Is that that deal? No. So I, I'd never had an anaphylactic shock before, so I didn't need an uh, epipen. Uh, first time for everything, and it just happened to be my dad. And when we got to the hospital, um, they asked him all types of questions because they thought he did it deliberately. <laughs> well, I mean, he is your father and should know your medical well, history. So <laughs> I mean, they looked at him and said, oh, how long has she been allergic? And he goes, oh, since she was a baby. So it wasn't a very good day. The difference is, though, if it was a mother, they'd be like, she's trying to murder her. But if it's a man, he's <laughs> just an idiot. Yeah, true. So they're like, whatever. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It ain't over till every vote is counted. Every ballot is counted. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Yeah, the US presidential election is still underway. I really was hoping it would be done by this morning. (laughs) But nevertheless, here we are again speaking of it. Um, It's looking pretty close. So you were saying there is a slim chance that Trump could still come ahead of Biden. There is. He's got a few states in his pocket that if he wins, and it's a very, very tight, close close call, but if he wins it, he could get up. But it's, again, all hopes seem to be fading, but he isn't going to go without a fight is the the way it's looking. Um, Can you explain how... it works because some states, they don't just go, oh, there's one state and, you know, another state, one plus one. It, the size of them depends on how many points or something. Yeah, every state is given um, a, a numerical point basis on population. So the larger the state you are, the more points you, you get given. Okay. So it is a weird system. So you could win, say, Alabama and get three points to your race and you could win Florida and get 12 points to your race. So the ones that 
Trump's got in his pocket are like 20 points, 15 points. They're really high-pointed um, states, which would boost him up. So it seems like he's far behind, but if he wins these states, he'll jump. Right. So You can get more votes in America and still lose the election fairly. Now, this is going to be an interesting conversation. We're going to speak to Tiffany now. She's from Clearwater in Florida. Tiffany, in this election, you voted for Donald Trump, and it's the first time you voted Republican? Um, yes, actually. What made you decide to switch teams for this election? So I vote either way, whichever candidate I feel is stronger. And I am terrified of Biden and Kamala Harris taking office. So I felt that that was my only choice. Why is that? What are you afraid of with Biden and Kamala? Well, so I don't support Kamala in any of her stances. I don't appreciate the way she carries herself. And my fear with that is that Biden um, is getting older Mm -hmm. and I am concerned for his health and his ability to last in office for four years. Mm -hmm. Should he not make it to four years, she then takes office. And that is not something that I want to see, nor do I think that Biden is an effective presidential candidate. So... And it made I, no sense for me to vote that way. Are you African-American? I am not. Right, because I know that I, obviously it was a play for him to get a female African-American to appeal to that um, sector of the voting. Absolutely. Um, but um, apparently she's not that popular with uh, that community anyway. I don't know anybody that supports her in and of herself. You, you sound like someone who doesn't have a super strong political stance. You know, you vote for who you feel in each election. Have you felt comfortable being open with telling people? Absolutely not. My husband and I have discussed it. I have briefly discussed it with my parents, but most of my friends, we don't discuss it at all. Yeah. Does your husband vote the same way? He did. Yeah, cool. Because that'd and be he awkward. He actually, in all the time of, I've known him, has voted blue until this election. Right, okay. Wow. Wow, that is so interesting, isn't it? I mean, because we, if we're honest, Tiffany, all we see on the news is the bad things of Trump. And that's because here okay. in Australia as well, I'm not saying he's a great guy or, or either way, in Australia, all we want is, I guess, the ratings on the TV, the clicks on the websites, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So we go for the sensational stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, it, I'd be lying if I didn't admit that he was a complete buffoon and so easy to, to turn into entertainment. Mm. But he's been one of the most effective historically that we've seen in the country. So there's been crime reform. We've seen such a boost in our economy Even though we don't see it socially, there's been a lot done for a lot of the communities that don't usually see some turnaround, like middle class. And even the African-Americans, there's been change that I'm not sure that they're recognizing. Mm. I mean, the biggest thing of all is the boost in our economy. Our foreign relations have even improved. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I said, he's a buffoon, but he's getting things done. Yeah. I mean, I'm no fan, but you'd have to even, you have to give him credit where credit's true. He's done amazing things in the Middle East as well. But he has done some things. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why this I mean, is... we haven't engaged in a foreign war in these whole four years. He's one of the only presidents that can say that. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you think <laughs> Donald Trump's racist? Uh, you know, I don't, actually. It never came into question that Donald Trump was a racist until he took office. And then all of a sudden, it's a huge aspect of his anti-opposition arguments. But there's nothing that says that he is. And as far as the xenophobic argument, when we had to close our borders, Biden says we should have closed them sooner. So doesn't that, if, if you think that, that makes him xenophobic, then doesn't that make Biden xenophobic? They also, um, a big attack on him, and Hillary did this throughout her campaign too, was the fact that he, um, that they were saying he's quite sexist, you know, after there was that secret audio and footage of him talking about grabbing women um, during interviews mm-hmm. and things like that. How do you feel about that side of him? 
I feel it's extremely unfortunate that that's an aspect of his personality, but I, I do have to compartmentalize to an extent that that's an aspect of his personality and doesn't define him as a person. Mm, yeah. I mean, not that I want to use it as a counter argument, but, um, you know, there's been video and photos of Biden in compromising positions. So you kind of have to serve two evils in that kind of situation. Thank you for your time this morning. It's um, great to, to have a very open argument with someone about this, especially someone who's American. So we appreciate your honesty. Um, we know that you haven't spoken to many people um, in your hometown about it. So to come on the radio on the other side of the world, um, we really do appreciate it. Well, thank you for your time and we appreciate the interest. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi guys, we play Alpha Box Monday. It will be the 9th of November and your answers to help you are one of the few structures that can be seen from space. Um, at 7 o'clock, Band-Aids, and at 8 o'clock, Marshmallows. You know you can't see the Great Wall of China from space, even though everyone says that you can. That was disappointing. You went all the way to space and you're like, I can't even see it. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Me? Your sisters. My yeah. sisters and we're both bachelorettes. Two girls. Looking for one guy each. One guy each. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, Stav broke the news earlier this morning because Abby's away. Broke the news of the goss. Exclusive. <laughs> uh, that Becky and her man broke up um, after last night's finale. They didn't last too long. No, she uh, pretty much posted on Instagram straight away about a few hours after the finale aired that it had all gone south. She wasn't too um, specific at that stage, though. Yeah, you got to keep it all in until the show finishes. This was her talking about it this morning on radio. Pete and I didn't work out, unfortunately. We we had some time together, so we had our, our three days together, and that was that was really lovely. Like we when when he got back to Adelaide, I think things must have just sunken in for him, and he we had a FaceTime, and he said that yeah, he didn't want to continue anymore. I don't know, and I and I think I'm still quite confused about it because. Like, you know, I, I wanted to give it a go. Oh. See, I thought she broke up with him. Yeah, so did I. But, so. you know, and it sounds harsh FaceTime, doesn't it? But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's unprecedented times. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know, he's got that on, yeah. Have you but, broken up with someone before? Or have they always broken up with you? Well, that's harsh. That's why I'm asking. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've only ever had two serious-ish relationships in my life. Mm. One was uh, the girlfriend in high school. I broke up with her because I moved away. Uh-huh. And then Esther, who I'm now married to. Mm. Um, and we broke up a bit during the beginning of our relationship. Yes, it was tumultuous, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I think there was just so much passion we couldn't contain it. Yeah, run with that. Uh, <laughs> one time, though, in one of our breakups... And I've, we've never really sat down and spoke about it. Mm. That's why I've got um, Esther on this morning, because uh, Becky's story brought back a few memories. Good morning, baby. <laughs> One time I realised we'd broken up because I came to work in the morning mm. and everyone was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, why? What's wrong? What, like, what do you mean, am I okay? And everyone had seen it. It was just when relationship statuses were big on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, and it had said that... Um, Esther and Matt had broken up. Uh, or, or like, does it come up, Esther is now Esther single? Is single, yeah. Yes. So they'd all seen that, that Esther is now single. I like the fact they're all monitoring your girlfriend for when she drops. And like, <laughs> She's single again, guys! <laughs> She's single! Remember when people would change it to, it's complicated? Yeah. Huh? You could do that. Mm-hmm. But, so, well, Esther, so why... 
did you guys have a fight and you just forgot to mention that you were breaking up? Why was that? Why did, was he not aware that he'd been broken up with? Well, because he, he was living on the Gold Coast and I'm, I was living in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And we oh, had a long a distance relationship. That That's never going to work. <laughs> it did feel like it then. Uh, and um, yeah, we'd, he was very hard to break up with, Stav. Mm. He, you know, he wouldn't listen. So uh, I think we'd had a fight the night before he'd been out drinking or something. And um, yeah, I just thought, Quick, rip the band-aid off. Yep. Yeah, because I, I was out. That's right. It was after um, a ratings, actually, radio ratings oh, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, okay. So work yeah. was paying for, for a few drinks. I remember that now. So we were out, and then we must – so we had a fight on the phone. And, you know, when, you're, when you've when you been drinking and you're having an argument with someone and you don't care, you're like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And then I must have forgotten about it. I knew we'd had a fight, <laughs> but I didn't know we'd broken up. Yeah. Did I call you and say, are we broken up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you answered that call and said yes? Yes. Uh, oh, that it was, it was, it was weird being humiliated and heartbroken at the same time <laughs> because usually the, the, the Facebook status thing is something that you, you know, you break up and then you let it go for a couple of weeks until you're both through it. And mm. then you change the status when you're ready to talk. Um, it was a bit of revenge, really. Yeah, right. Did you you changed it on purpose so I would have to cop that the next day, didn't you? Um, probably. Please tell me you informed him you got back together by updating your status again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I let him suffer with like single people for a while. Yeah, no, that was the last one. Actually, you did you did it well because that was the one where I begged her to please take me back. Like the end of every good rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <Exactly>. a man. <laughs> Begging you. <laughs> Are we, uh, what's our, because I don't know whether now we have our relationship status on Facebook as in, like, have we said that we're married? I don't, I don't, yeah. we are, because yeah. I don't do much on Facebook. Oh, actually, I don't know. Oh, well, Maybe I'm, I'm still single. No, I've done <laughs> it. It says I'm married to Esther, so... You might okay, that's good. You no. might be keeping your options open though, babe. <laughs> it's complicated. No, you're not. I've got a notification set up for that, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> he checks it daily. Yeah. Uh, love you, babe. Love you. Good on you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throughout history. Mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. He's alive! He's alive! The moon landing. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Cloning a sheep. A lamb called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one and one million? They'll say it can't be done. There, they will. But we say it can. Eventually. Picking a number between one and one million. Very easy to do between one and ten. Mm, you you got can like narrow it down. One and ten chance. Yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Close, it's close to that. Every Friday, we finish the show 
by making history. We are trying to find Brisbane's luckiest person. Now, our producer, Siobhan, is the holder of the magic number, the only person in the world who knows what that number is that was randomly generated by a random number generator. Yeah, yeah, they're online. They're very easy to get to. Yeah. Uh, She's put it into an envelope. None of us know it. And we pick a caller randomly so that this can be a real competition. There is no prize because glory Uh is what you receive. And glory is better than any money figure or anything you can hold in your hands. The person going for glory this morning. Ben from Wynnum. Good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, Ben, talk us through your thought process of how you came to find the magic number. All right, I've got a few things. Um, my missus' birthday next week. Mm-hmm. I actually won the lotto in the same amount last week. You won the lotto? I did. <sighs> and it's one of my favourite numbers ever. Okay. So the number you're about to give us is the amount of money that you won in the lotto last week. Is Correct. That... Oh, man. Oh, okay. bro. And I'm still working. Yeah. I can't believe you got through. This is... Thanks very much. I'm, I've, I've got goosebumps. I think it's going to happen. I do, too. My legs are shaking. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Ben, but I'm feeling something from you. There's an aura about you today and the okay. fact that you've won the lotto with this number. Yes, sir. Bring it on. All right, okay. so... Okay, every week. We only get to do it once a week. One guess once a week. Yep. That's what makes this so special. Without any further ado, Ben from Wynnum, what do you think the number is? 16, 1-6. <laughs> 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 wow, I'm, I'm surprised you're still working, mate. Good for you. <laughs> what a trooper. Okay, 16. But you know what? Everyone's yeah. been going in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay Ben 16. from... What the windfall. Ben from Wynnum, you won $16. $16. On the lotto. Are you the luckiest person in the universe by picking the number between one and one million? Siobhan, our executive producer. Ben, your luck has run out. No. Oh. Oh. No. Before it was right. Yeah. So was I, Ben. So was I. Appreciate the opportunity, guys. Mate, okay. no problem. I'm uh, glad for you to be a part of history. When we finally get the number, you'll be able to tell people I was a part of that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, good on you. There he is, Ben. It is not, it is not, 16, not 16. Not 16, guys. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, guys, that's the podcast. Have a great one. We'll see you Monday. Bye. All right. Stab Abby and Matt. Get that fun feeling in the morning. B105.